Hospitals are not the most relaxing places for people nearing the end of life. The ICUs, the lobbies, and hospital rooms are full of glaring bright lights, institutional noises, and tension. In the stressful environment, music can be the great equalizer. The soothing sounds can bring peace and calmness. Music can help diffuse the tension and anxiety felt by patients and their families. Thad Povey has been playing guitar at San Francisco Zen Hospice for the last four years. Today, he's getting ready to play for Bruce Davis, a 67-year-old man with incurable brain cancer. Davis looks weak and frail. His brain tumor has grown larger, and the cancer has metastasized. He's lying in bed, barely able to move, surrounded by several friends who are suggesting some of his favorite songs. What's that? Have you ever heard of Hava Nagila? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you've ever been to a wedding, yeah. you've heard of Hava Nagila. Povey doesn't know Havana Gila on the guitar, so he starts finger-picking a quiet melody instead. Although Davis is close to death, he's not ready to let go yet. He's in a joyful mood, and he wants to hear something familiar like the Beach Boys, the Safaris, or Led Zeppelin. Unfortunately, Povey doesn't know any of those songs. Davis's face lights up the moment he hears Blackbird. It isn't long before he and his friends are singing along. One of his friends, Jan Flato, has known him since kindergarten. They grew up together in Brooklyn. He was elated. He was so happy. It's the work of angels. And he had a, a wonderful effect on Brucey. I, I, I know when he's happy. And he was singing along, Here Comes the Sun and, and uh, Blackbird and some of your others. I mean, he loved it. I wish, you know, there was more of it. I mean, it would be fantastic. Thirty years ago, it was unusual to hear singing or instruments being played in hospitals. With advanced technology on the rise, music seemed to have no place in a clinical setting. But today, more doctors are recognizing that even the most sophisticated medical treatment cannot address all pain and suffering. In the Bay Area, many hospitals and hospices now welcome live music, as an integral part of care at the end of life. Since the 1990s, several Bay Area hospitals have invited musicians to play or sing at the bedside. For dying patients, Celtic harps and vocal ensembles are frequently used. Music at the end of life is a form of palliative medicine. The goal is to provide comfort for patients and their families when cure is no longer possible. Portia Diwa is a harp therapist with the California Pacific Medical Center. She says, like any medicine, one size doesn't fit all. The music needs to be tailored to what the patient finds relaxing. I would um, experiment a little bit with um, 
like I'm doing now to see if there's a, a mode or a, a chord that the patient might resonate with or that seems to be more peaceful in that space. Uh, and once I found what that uh, resonant tone was, then I would choose a song that's in that mode. Studies have found that music can lower blood pressure and respiration rates for dying patients. Music can increase endorphins, which reduces pain. I have seen firsthand how people calm down, slow down, and respond. Patrice Hahn is the executive director of Healing Muses, a nonprofit that provides healing harp music at the bedside. In the last 20 years, there's been a movement away from the idea that death is the ultimate enemy that must be conquered. Um, we must not die. We must not die. Well, it is the inevitable outcome. Is there a way to do this with grace and with comfort and with the maximum amount of healing? Yes. Is music part of that? Yes. Brainwave studies suggest that even non-responsive people in comas and those near death can still hear sounds. Han says hearing may be the last sense lost before death. They seem to be incapable of any kind of response. They're, they're beyond speech, they're, their eyes aren't working, they can't eat. And yet, I remember playing at the bedside of a woman, a young woman, who had been severely damaged in a car accident, and watching her breathing a tune to the music, watching those two things synchronize, and then watching her eyelids start to flutter, and I'm utterly convinced that she was hearing it. Music can also engage people near the end of life who are afflicted with Alzheimer's or advanced dementia. Judith Kate Friedman uses music to connect with frail elders in assisted living facilities. Friedman co-wrote this song, Out on the Water, with nine seniors, all with advanced dementia. The famed neurologist Oliver Sacks theorized that music is hardwired into our brains in a way that defies easy explanation. Even when their brains are ravaged by Alzheimer's, dementia, and severe memory loss, many of Sacks' patients could still sing songs from childhood. Friedman says many of the Alzheimer's patients she's worked with can still remember and respond to music, even if their memories are impaired. You know, I've been pe with people in their last day of their life where just the touch of the hand, there's a pulse there. There's a rhythm there. There's still a connection there. The ancient part of the life force is still in us, and it has a music to it. The earliest instruments of humanity are the drum and the voice, and the drum is the heartbeat, and that's where it started. And maybe toward the end of life it goes back to that simplicity. Come on. Come in. Come in. Oh, here comes your lunch. Here comes your lunch. Here comes your lunch. Back at Zen Hospice, it's time for Thad Povey to pack up his guitar and leave. He'll return the following week to play some more for Bruce Davis. 
Given the rapid progression of his cancer, Davis most likely has one or two months left to live. As his life winds down, so will the music. Povey expects the songs he'll play in the coming weeks will be quieter, maybe more Beatles and more atmospheric. Music that will allow Davis to hoist anchor, set sail, and gently move on. For Cross Currents, I'm Joanne Marr.